0: In association with the Omniverse Comics Guide, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast, coming to you from all over the world. This is episode two eighty five. Hey, put your toys away. <laughs> So, um, they say never judge a book by its cover, right? Unless, of course, it's a comic book cover. And you definitely judge it by its cover. And sometimes you shouldn't judge it by its cover. <laughs> Cause even when so, the... what are you saying? That, that, that's what we're going to get into for this one. This is a, an interesting idea that I don't know if I had ever considered to do a top five for favorite comic Cover artists, which got me thinking. I'm like, who do I actually consider in that realm? Of like, who do I know as if I, if I put it this way, if I was going to have my dream book that I yeah. can make of any, who would I want to be the comic book cover artist specifically? Not the inside, that's and, a nice way of thinking. Like, who would it be for me if I was starting a dream company? Like, you guys are gonna sell my books. So I kind of put, and, and of course it's hypothetical, so some people may or may not be alive and things like that, because legends, right?
1: Imagine time is not an obstacle.
0: Yes. Time, this,
1: money, and sense, and logic are not obstacles right now.
0: That's what, that's what this podcast is all about. We eliminate <laughs> logic, we eliminate sense, <laughs> we just come with our feelings. <laughs> no, we have some sense. We're the sense the sensible podcast. So, how did you pick sure. yours?
1: Um, I just I didn't put as much thought into it. It's making me feel guilty. I think I just I think I just thought, who do I think of when I think of great covers? Yeah. Who do I think of? I think a part of me probably did think along those lines, actually, for at least one of them. Right. Um, but it's it's a bit of a there's a few different generations in there. You, so it was a bit of a mix.
0: Have you ever been a sucker for variant covers?
1: No, do you know what? I I think I bought one in my entire life. I skipped on one, which was the Ultimate Spider-Man one, because it was it was a white cover with just him on, and it like about three weeks later, it was it was going for a grand.
0: mean, you insane?
1: And I passed it up for one pound sixty or something at the time. But I bought the um, variant for House of M number one just because I thought the cover was nicer. It was a bit more expensive, but it was nicer. And it was um, the Joe Casada one
0: with, with the Scarlet Witch with the blocks coming out of the head. Okay. I don't think I know that one.
1: I think it was the inspiration for some of the bits in WandaVision.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Okay.
1: Did uh, you, have you bought many?
0: Unfortunately, yeah.
1: <laughs> Why
2: unfortunately?
0: Um, because I've I've been a complete sucker for all of the comic book sales tropes that they threw out there at one point in time. So, the hip hop variants, I was a big fan of the hip hop variants. If if they uh-huh. kind of matched the characters they used with the coinciding album, I thought that was fun. I when there are fun themes, like uh, sometimes they had like the movie poster theme, so they yeah. would take like that was cool. So I would take some of my favorite movies. If they made a, a comic book variant of it, I would have bought it and you know, hung it on the wall. That sort of stuff. And then, of course, you got like ones where you're thinking this one will, might be worth more. Or they put out five different covers because it's a number one. So it's like, pick pick which one you like. So yeah, I've yeah. definitely fallen sucker to variants. And sometimes I've like said... Set- yeah, Sorry, go on. sometimes I've insisted, like, I do not want to be stuck with the B cover or the variant cover. I want the regular cover. There's been times where I haven't bought a book because all that was left was a variant. And I'm like, I don't want that. Really? Yeah, like, I don't want to be reading. Like, for instance, you know, when they put the ones there for, so let's say, I'm. Uh... this is really geeky. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I'm having fun. <laughs> so, like, so, like, for instance, if there's a, a, a series and I know this is a sore spot, but this is one that comes to mind: Secret Wars. The The Hickman. The Hickman with, the, with with the Assad Ribbage covers. Yeah. Right. And and you you start with that one, and you kind of keep going. Okay, you know what? I've got three. I've got four of these Assad Ribbage covers. Let me get all of them like that. I don't want the variant that has a Secret Wars toy cut out to fit into that. Like no. It just looks stupid. It doesn't look like a nice set. If ever you you do have to unload them, you also want to kind of present what you've got. Like, I got all the Isad Rivich covers. Or I've got uh, all the Super Yeah, that ones. makes sense. Right? So it's kind of that collector mentality too. So there's been times like, do you got the regular one? They're like, yeah, but it's more, I don't care. Just give me it for 10 bucks. I don't want that ugly variant cover with, you know, the, <laughs> the, 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 the DC did like the Migos. The Migos characters where they were like, Pose dogs photos? yeah like they did like the. Really? yeah like they put them in positions and or they put like lego versions and like ah, give me something good see this is the problem
1: i don't, I don't There was a thing like Choi was saying on his instagram recently which was about like he doesn't like variant covers the, the, whoever draws the issue should draw the cover and i'm very much of that mindset me too i want to whoever's drawing it when i pick up a cover i don't want to open it and go oh yeah because like, there was something that came out recently it was a random indie book I, I can't remember what it was it's like a machine girl or something like that and the cover art just looks awesome it's like a cyborg a female cyborg series sci-fi thing and i saw the covers and then i looked into it and saw the interior art and I'm like nah, because it was like it was so good on the cover and it was like it's okay on the inside but it's such a, a shift that
0: it put me off? see I'm okay with that that wouldn't bother me if it was the same cover artist for the whole thing with the same interior artist for like so okay. you're it's again I can't do covers to sell this book but I can tell a better story than he can so it's a team right yeah that Fair I enough. can I can uh, like I would be into if that was the case um, but again yeah there's a it's a funny business this comic book thing. Because the whole single issue and the covers, and even now with the collected editions, they're giving you options. In which cover do you want?
1: I bought my first collected edition variant cover for Thor. Which Thor? So I got the Casada cover.
0: For... Um, just because
1: they were all the for 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 Jason Aaron, okay. Thor by Jason Aaron. Okay. And, okay. and and I kind of I wasn't going to get it from a, a comic specialist place just because of the price, but it was coming becoming so hard to get. Right. In the end, I went onto it and went like, oh, "There's all three to choose from for the same
0: price. <laughs> I get to choose." Yeah. So
1: it is. But I did think like, "Is the spine going to be the same?"
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that for um, Thunderbolts. I got the variant for that because I ordered that from the states because it seemed as though it wasn't an, un, unavailable. And I well, the first volume. The first volume, I panicked because I definitely wanted it, and I was just waiting for it to. I didn't pre-order it. And so I was just waiting for the price to go down. And then it, I asked around, I asked people who might know or, or have a direct line to the sources, and I got <laughs> nervous. And so I said, okay, I gotta go into the States. And not I didn't travel, I ordered it. And I paid yeah. for the shipping and everything, but yeah, I, I like this. You guys can't see it, it's the Thunderbolts annual cover. Oh,
1: yeah, the annual cover, was that annual 97.
0: Uh, uh, I, think. I think it was 98 or 99, something like that. But I just thought, yeah, that looks like fun.
1: I think mine's a number one cover. I can't even remember what's on the front
0: <laughs> Yeah. No, I didn't I, – I, yeah, if, if I could choose a, a, a variant the second time, but you can't from Amazon. That's the only thing. No. Which sucks.
1: No. I mean, I use the equivalent of an Amazon. I, I generally don't like buy off Amazon because they're actually not that cheap here. Okay. Um, but I use them to keep tabs on what's coming out, order it from there, and then cancel it and buy it somewhere cheaper when, when it's like just about to come out.
0: Right. Not a bad idea. I saw yeah. a couple of things. If you if you look every day, and book collectors like us do, if you go on Amazon enough, like there's a couple of brand new things coming out, 48% off. Really? Yeah, that's why I uh, pre-ordered the Spider-Verse because it was half off. Jeez,
1: we don't get any of
0: that here. Eh? But it's one of those things. Where it's like catch it when you can pre-order. Yeah. And sometimes I've pre-ordered stuff and it's dropped a little more. So I'm like, oh, cool. Like I can live with that. <laughs> yeah. Even if it goes up again, that's the price it's locked into or cheaper. huh. So there's been a couple things where I've like said, I'll, I'll give that a try for that price. I'll I'll dip into that. Um. But did you did you we're going on a tangent. But did you see how much the new fi- Not the new what the 52 series omnibus is going for over here it's 225 dollars
1: the 52 what Didn't justice league need 52
0: no no the 52 the series
1: oh sorry yes it's going, it's for, going for what
0: over 200 dollars here didn't
1: it just it was just re-release wasn't it
0: it's either been or about to be yeah and it's got an expensive ticket price on it and it doesn't have that much more content yeah I don't know if they're kind of like this is what omnibuses are gonna be now even that's gone up in price like significantly because there's already stuff there for you know 200 bucks as is
1: Jeez, I didn't even I didn't notice that I guess because I got it I
0: didn't yeah I, didn't even I have them in I have them in um the two trades which is I'll live with that I'm not gonna pay that much money for uh the 52 omnibus
1: that's crazy, though. It's
0: crazy, yeah. One
1: hundred and seventy-five
0: dollars on American. It's a that's, that's the most expensive listed omnibus. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not even the biggest. No. Because <laughs> they're re-releasing Teen
1: Titans Omnibus by Jeff Johns.
0: And what's that going for?
1: And it's one fifty. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, so it's on for one hundred nine dollars. Um. But it's it's a bigger page count.
0: I don't get it. I don't I don't understand what how they gauge these things and how they expect to keep the the fandom loyalty. Like it's be, they're releasing so much now with so many versions. But I'm wondering, like, do people are is there really a market for all of these books? Like I know we're completists, but there's some stuff where it's like, really? That's what you're putting out? Like why would you release a Morbius Omnibus? I know that the movie came out, but nobody watched it because
1: no one I wonder how its it sold yeah but people are buying it because it's their omnibus collectors so
0: that's true too you're right you're right I just don't know like what is the what what do they need to meet yeah for certain stuff
1: I don't know as soon as we're waiting for a lot of stuff it seems weird to focus on Knights of Pendragon <laughs> um.
0: you're gonna buy it and you're gonna love it
1: I'm, I'm so not <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, let's get into this uh, cover list. Um, I'm just gonna start by saying I did not include something to uh, two artists that are very obvious because I just feel like, yeah, okay, we get it Jack Kirby and Neil Adams. Okay, fair enough. To, to me, they're the greatest. Their covers are so iconic t shirts, everything like it's just iconic, you know. how... Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Like I sometimes you forget that's Jack Kirby. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like
1: I didn't realize for years that was Jack Kirby.
0: (laughs) Me neither. Me neither. It's just you think of so many iconic moments in comics and it's a Jack Kirby cover. Yeah. Or a Neil Adams cover. And if whether you like their art or not, it's imprinted. Like it did its job.
1: But you could have had at least one of them on if you wanted
0: yeah that was the thing it was, it was more like one of us is going to mention one of them perhaps i feel but i just want to say like i recognize their greatness in this realm i just uh, i feel it's kind of uninteresting i'd rather pick something where it's like i like that guy okay fair enough right so and that those might still be very obvious anyways so go ahead Do you want to start you start you start
1: oh, okay um I'm going to go with a quite modern one to start. I don't have great examples, um, but Dan Mora, um, who's the artist, or at least cover artist on the Flash during the Al Williamson run for a lot of the later run, um, more recently Batman, and he did the covers. He does the interior art as well on Once and Future, and that was what made me pick up Once and Future. Because is that a good book? I didn't really. I don't. I I realised I don't really like Kieran Gillen's writing
0: um i liked his star wars i liked what he did with the darth vader stuff okay that was good uh but i haven't read that much more to say how i feel and the once in future it keeps popping up sorry to take away your shine but the dan (laughs) mora it keeps and it looks really good
1: well that's it that's just it isn't it like it looks fantastic and i may cave in the thing is um the the boom studios deluxe editions were really hard to get here so I, i fought tooth and nail just to get um, something's killing the children uh, and like great. a part of me was reading it just going this very be good you know it's kind of like sullied it a little bit because I was just so like, frustrated um, but I don't know I might yet yeah, get it just because Dan Moore's art is so good like it's so clean because um, it's I mean pseudo spoiler I'm not going to mention Alan Davis in this but one of the th- things that cuz I love him as an interior artist more than a cover artist I think but Dan Moore has got that real clean style um so it's almost like Alan Davis but with thinner lines <laughs> I can't really describe it better than that um but it's it's detailed but but very clean like he knows where to add the detail and where to keep nice amounts of space and oh it's just it's it's beautiful stuff and he's he's fairly well renowned now I think, you know, for for being such a good, such a strong artist, but he is mostly doing covers, I think, because Mm. those covers sell. He's got a skill for it. Yeah. Those Once in Future covers are spot on.
0: I mean, as far as artists, as far as being a professional artist goes, it's very lucrative if you could get into being a cover artist. Like if you know yeah. how to nail that and, and it comes to you sort of like that's your thing, I think it's a lot less work than having to do a monthly book.
1: Well, it's easier to sell the artwork. And as that well. too.
0: And that too. Yeah. Exactly. There's a there's a yeah. number of things that can come back money wise for you. Yeah.
1: Um I think apparently they make as much on a cover as they do from two pages. Oh really? Of interior art, apparently.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't so know if I mean... that's accurate, but I mean you get in 10 covers a month yeah it's not bad <laughs> like i don't know you, i don't time. i don't yeah i don't know what you get paid per page so I, i'm talking out of my ass but i know that you can <laughs> sell those covers for pretty good money easily yeah,
1: yeah well if you did you, yeah i guess there are ways you, you could potentially make more money it's just one of those things where the arthur adams tends to um just do covers now i think it's because it, it's
0: more of it's he can afford to do it that way <laughs> Yeah, you know. and I think certain guys probably fetch a different price yeah. because it's them and it's yeah, their cover. That's true. Right, so I, I, I don't imagine that um, Arthur Adams is getting the same rate as the other cover artist. He's probably no. getting more than the three page. I would imagine, yeah. but... More than likely. Yeah. Dan Mora, okay, I, I'm, I keep seeing that once in future on sale. For a limited time and i'm like ooh. should i i don't try know. it you might well like it i might i didn't I like think, to be it. honest as an english person i'm sick to death of king arthur. of king arthur's
1: shit everything that happens here is king arthur and magic like oh what a mad the realm like no one here calls it the realm it's a shithole it's <laughs> <laughs> really not that magical here honestly <laughs> They don't even yeah. collect the the bins regularly enough. It's it's bad. So <laughs> yeah, don't expect unicorns. Um But yeah, it's I don't know. It, it's got an interesting pace that I wasn't expecting. It doesn't really feel like a killing book, but it's also weirdly paced. And maybe maybe if it's available, I may yet pick it up. But it'll be mostly for that damn more artwork.
0: So you don't have it. You've you've read it, but you don't have the book.
1: I had the trade. Okay. Sold the trades. Two trades to to get the hardcover, and then couldn't get her.
0: Gotcha. All right, Dan Mora, interesting pick. I like. See you. You you think I put a lot of thought into it? You actually put interesting people. Mine are like, jeez, <laughs> could you be any more obvious, dude? Ah, oh. no, it's okay. honest. you okay. one. Okay, let me ask you. Um, in between our rounds, I'm gonna ask you. A question so i'll okay. go i'll go second and then i'll remember to ask the question don't i was gonna do it too early okay my uh my pick i'm gonna go with mike zack
1: oh my why didn't i pick mike zack oh thanks for picking mike zack
0: yeah <laughs> I, fu- I thought maybe you would so i just feel like secret wars embodies everything i love about superheroes just those covers yeah, i had never read the series for the longest time and I felt like I knew the story and the pace and the chapters of the story based on the covers. Yeah, And I feel that when, even with Spider-Man, Craven's Last Hunt, you just, oh. it's I, so iconic to a point where you know the one of him coming out of the grave is the one that people think of, but the other ones are pretty damn good too.
1: They are. I saw someone, t- um, oh, I know what it was. So they did a series called daredevil and uh, deadpool back in black and it's revealed that deadpool had the symbiote uh, between spider-man and venom because <sighs> um but one of the covers is based on that iconic cover of craven creeping through with spider-man up in the corner on the ceiling near the elephant right. head Right. Except they switched it and they made it Craven and then creeping around is Deadpool in the symbiote costume. Right, played. right, right. Even though I think like I would never read this series, but that cover made me go, oh It's like it's just immediate—that immediate recognition. Even even when it's a, you know, a, a tribute cover. Yeah. They're exactly. so iconic. Like his his. It's not just the artwork; it's like his layouts. The the drama is in those covers. Yeah. Him ripping out of the grave is so ridiculously dramatic. Yeah, And he's not even like doing that horror film poster, putting his arms in the air. He's pulling you know, it's like he's struggling to get out.
0: You feel you feel the I don't know, just even the, the Doctor Doom and Secret Wars where he's all battered and like you just feel oh, it. Oh that cover is awesome. Right? Like it's just Yeah. Everything about his covers when he when he's really like gonna do it. Even hit Wolverine and Cap fighting with the shield. It's just so good. The motion of it all, right? So yeah, yeah Mike Zach. Like, um, he's he's definitely needs. If you if we didn't mention him, it would be like your list is not good.
1: You're right. I, I can't believe he wasn't on. I didn't think of him. Also, as well, he does some amazing Punisher covers.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um. Oh, dude, that's a good choice. That's a really good choice.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I was having a tough time just trying to think of, like, who who can't I leave out? Who do I want to mention? Is there somebody that I like and would be interesting to pick? Like, I was thinking of those ones, and then I said... I uh-huh. went down a list of, like, famous... I just went, like, the 100 most influential comic covers in the industry. I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, Mike Zach! Like, I gotta put him on here. Come on. Yeah. Pick a Secret it- Wars.
1: Even, even if you look at through his... Career, yeah. Whether it was in the the late seventies or the nineties, I don't know when he stopped doing stuff. Maybe he hasn't. I don't know. Um, but the quality's still there, and his style is still really, really strong. Yeah. Um, because you look at those Shang Chi covers. Um, there are some that are odd, <laughs> but a lot of them you're just looking at it going, "I need to pick this up," and that's what covers are for. Right. I need to pick this up, and, I, and then it's his cap run. And they're just so bold and exciting and kinetic and adventurous. And I know that the people take the piss out of Rob Liefeld for not drawing feet, but he, Mike Zek has a very defined way of drawing feet. That's yeah. always kind of I, I emulated that when I was drawing when I was a kid because I thought I found it a lot easier. It's mostly just two lines. <laughs> I want to see it now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> when you see a, a load of characters stood in a line, they've normally just got two lines straight down from the ankle his
0: feet so it's like his little cheek
1: yeah Too his feet nice. are held to draw
0: yeah i think i see what you mean
1: once you spot it it's hard to unsee it there's other little other little bits he's got but like i'd you know that's his style and
0: uh, can i ask you a question when you're reading a comic this is tangent but like have you been well the feet's not right like do you ever does it people who get bothered by Liefeld's art for that it's like that's what we're worried about out of everything
1: it's what people are told to be annoyed about you know it's the popular thing it's like when people say 90s comics all suck it's just it's that so 90s and you go like that's not who told you to think that Yeah. and there's plenty of stuff about Rob Liefeld's art I don't like (laughs) if I'm honest um,
0: you don't like uh, Captain America with tits? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love that someone dissected that cover and showed what his skeleton must look like. And you go, yeah. <laughs> Nothing can save that. But, I mean, hes he, I loved his stuff when he started. Yeah. Like on New Mutants. Yeah. That was cool. Everyone was slightly misshapen, but hey, do you know what? his comics.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's meant to be dynamic. Yeah. Like the
1: way that you draw, if you look in the house, draw comics the Marvel way, and you look at it, that's John Booseman doing that book in, in terms of the art it actually shows you that when you measure by heads to draw a regular person in real life, it's different to how you draw them in comics. Because it's exaggerated. It's supposed to be. Yeah. This is... All he's done is exaggerate it to a crazy degree. It's
0: fine. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, if that's what you like, go for it. If yeah. you don't like it, don't read it.
1: Yeah, exactly. If looks like Andrew McLean, who draws very quite bendy (coughs) art that almost looks like a cross between god i don't know it's kind of like a zelda mix i don't know who it reminds me of but like it's not meant to be realistic it's fine just have fun you miserable bastards
0: (laughs) (coughs) excuse me that's what i liked about the um miss marvel run with the adrian alfana art was at first i didn't like it because it was so like why is it so quirky and like scraggly like they but it added to the reading experience like i like this i like that it's quirky and that everyone's kind of misshapen and right
1: yeah it really it's it's one of those things apparently it's like um i think some of the thing was supposed to be like a body dysmorphia thing so as you're growing up and your body's changing and it's representative of that but to a crazy degree that's really smart
0: it was i i agree that's why i was kind of I mean, I don't want to get into that territory, but what the changing of the powers with the Miss Marvel in the show, with the with the oh, Quasar, yeah. bar, I'm like, I can see why you wouldn't want her to be the first stretchy character if Mister Fantastic's supposed to come, but it's kind but she of be it, now. he's been there, he's he, he's he's he, happened. To us. Yeah, like we know that already. People have people yeah. know enough of that to not be but worried. It's not even the same. It's not exactly. So it's kind of like. You don't want to be nitpicky right from the beginning but you've kind of you're really changing something essential
1: yeah it's not it's a part of what makes that character exactly that character exactly. it's not she hasn't got cool powers she's got awkward weird powers right if she has cool powers then because if someone if you went oh look at my I've got superpowers and they were what can you do and you'd show them and they'd go what the fuck dude don't yeah. show anybody that ever again <laughs>
0: Gold balls. Whereas if you
1: go like, oh, I've got weird light powers, like that's so cool. Like yeah, yeah. That completely changes that character.
0: Yeah, and the source of it, because now, like, where you expect them to be, or where you're going to take them, is no longer going to be. Like, you don't gradually get there. It was, no. yeah. Anyway, that that's a whole other rabbit hole you can go down. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my pick is Mike Zek. Um. It's hard not to when it comes to covers. He's just got some of the greatest of all time. So for you, this is one of my questions. Is there a comic book cover that you like enough that you would want to own the original piece?
1: Um, there are, yeah, there's definitely, there are definitely some. There's, um, there's a combined cover from, I think it was the 50th issues or the build up to the 50th issues of, the rdw transformers comics which was um robots in disguise and, and more than meets the eye i think they were called i can't remember now and i love that series and now i can't even think of the name of the artist but basically it's this really it's a really long piece oh, okay um and i don't know if that would be digital though so it could be a bit of a cheat in terms of it being full color or not but um that i would love but also the for, weirdly when you ask the question The first thing that sprung to mind wasn't what i thought would spring
0: to mind what sprung to mind
1: which was amazing spider-man 316 which is venom leaning over spider-man by todd mcfarlane
0: yeah yeah that's a good one it's a really good color
1: like that was when i walked into when i was a kid and I hadn't bought any American comics yet. And I walked into a, a news agent, as we have over here, a news agent. Sounds <laughs> sounds like a spy thing, but it's not. They just sell papers and snouts. Um, And then he, I walked in, and there's Amazing Spider-Man 316 cover, and my, my jaw dropped. I was 12 years old, and that, for me, is like, that was the moment when I went from buying reprint books to buying American comics, and I was sucked in for life. So that's like a, key moment for me so that'd be really symbolic if i had that but i bet it's going for like thousands mate
0: (laughs) for sure you'd have to come on yeah good pick that's a good pick for g for 316 original piece of your choice um hmm original piece of my choice I think I had one picked before and now I'm forgetting what I had picked. So I'm like which one was cuz I was coming up with these questions for you kind of <laughs> thinking of them for myself. Uh uh-huh. I don't know which one. What the original original piece of I'm Trying to think of one like in like the way you stated it that is like uh personal. Remember the death of Superman?
1: Is that the cape on yeah. the Yeah.
0: Pretty iconic, or maybe something even more simple, like just a classic Spider-Man—you know, just a just a regular one. But it was a it was an issue that was important to you. But I can't think of that right now.
1: Have a think. We'll always come back.
0: Yeah, we'll come back to it. Maybe when we when we go through our list and you name somebody, it'll pop in my you're head. Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, you're number two
1: my number two is uh, I suppose again fairly modern although he's been around since the 90s I think so he funnily enough I was first drawn to his art when he was doing the interiors and covers of Maverick um the Marvel series which is one of the Weapon X characters that's Jim Chung um so I think that was the first time I ever saw his artwork and if you look at how... Again, it's quite a simple style, but over the years he's developed and largely just does covers now because his cover work is so iconic. Um, and he does a lot of team shots, I think. So, so, like, they had him on Justice League doing the interiors when Scott Snyder and James Tynion were, were doing the series. Um, and those covers are awesome. Like, you can't not be in awe of... genuine awe of them. And he did... Uh, Avengers vs X Men as well. I think I think the primary covers on Avengers vs X Men. So of course, there were tons of variants, but weirdly, of all the stuff that he's done, on, he did on that series. Well, there's there's some great covers. The one that really gets me is issue nine of that series. I think it is um, with Spider Man looking very much like Doctor Doom does on that Secret Wars cover, looking really battered. That image really stuck with me for Spider Man for a long time.
0: Which which issue is this? I think
1: it's, it's Avengers versus X Men number nine.
0: Oh, okay, I'm. Not, you know, I've read oh, that man. book so many years ago, and I did enjoy it, but I don't remember. Um, that clearly, no, I don't have yeah. that sort of connection to it. Okay, I'm gonna take a look but, at it.
1: I think I saw the cover in the solicits well before the book came out. Um it just stuck with me i think it's because one of those things in terms of the spider-man image so we we're talking just now about spider-man images one of my favorite spider-man covers of all time is a john Romita jr variant to peter parker spider-man number one okay from 1999 where he's on a, I think he's on a, a church spire and he's hunched and it's raining and it's a, such a cool image oh no is that on that i can't remember it came out around that time and i think that was an art print I can't remember now, but like that's just a really cool Spider-Man image. But seeing him battered, to me, says a lot about Spider-Man.
0: Yes, that's a great that persistence. That's, I'm looking at it now. Yes, Avengers that's versus X-Men issue number nine, Jim Chung. There you go. Yeah, beautiful.
1: It is, isn't it? And yeah. and and like compared to a lot of his other stuff, which is uh, a gathering of characters, or they're all flying at you, or they're fighting diagonally across across the page or across the cover that's so comparatively simple but it really stuck with me and and i find that i have that a lot with his covers um it's one of those one of those people i just like i just pour over his covers there's so much in them
0: two good picks that are (laughs) that are not what i was expecting i like that man Cool. Jim Chung. Yeah, Jim Chung's one of those art artists where I could continually read a book if he's drawing it, just because of the. Uh. There's just something about it that makes yeah. it palatable. Like it made the the Justice League, the Scott Snyder series, the art in those books was magnificent.
1: Jaw dropping. That artwork was incredible.
0: It was so good.
1: Although, if you jump back again. To Young Avengers, he did the interiors on Young Avengers. Yeah, they're just beautiful pages.
0: Yeah, it's 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 almost like um, it definitely feels like a director, where a director has a way that he films his movies, and you know when you're watching them, and it's comforting uh-huh. to know like this is so and so. I feel yeah. it. Jim Jim Chung has that aspect. Yeah, to him. it's really nice. Good picks.
1: Thank you. Your turn. I just thought of someone else that isn't on my list. I no. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> gonna get more obvious, but uh, Todd McFarlane. Excellent. And he's one of those people
1: you can't really not have. In yeah. ways, but Go for
0: it. I mean, I don't know if that was on your list, but you had mentioned the the Spider-Man cover three one six, but that whole series, every cover. that series is is memorable and iconic and and t-shirt worthy spider-man 300 301 basically the same thing but you know the difference like it's weird yeah and then spider-man number one it's like is there any better that is
1: incredibly iconic
0: right uh and and maybe his best is the hulk with the wolverine in the blades That is a great cover. That that would be one maybe that I would want to own. Oh yeah. Like it, that yes. an original of that. Like the, just the idea of it is really really cool idea. Uh, and who if he came up with that, like man. Talk about it's almost like dunking in basketball. You know there's guys who have the way that they dunk is show-stopping. Maybe they're not the, the best player in the league, but when that guy's about to dunk on somebody, it's a highlight reel. And his covers are like that.
1: It's funny, because when you look at his issues before that, I think 340 was a was a pivotal moment for his style. Um, because, his, I mean, his art and his interiors before that, he didn't really do a lot of the covers, actually, before that. They were by Steve Geiger, I think. Um but yeah, when he he drew that cover and those interiors, it was like everything came together. That is that is one of the most perfect comics, I think, from cover to cover that's ever existed. Oh, there's a big statement. Yeah. But if I handed that to someone and went, like, they went, can I just try a comic? We're like, yeah. Try this one. If that didn't win him over, <clears throat> get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you doing here anyway? I don't even know.
0: <laughs> Which did, you see- did, did I leave the keys
1: in the door?
0: <laughs> Who are you? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I was I was trying to deny it for a bit while I was going through. I'm like, yeah, McFarland, of course, yeah, but I mean, I'm, and I'm lying to myself. I'm like, what? Spider Man, three hundred one. Like, it's not even that special. But then I'm thinking to myself, but it it is a comic everybody wants. For the appearance but also the cover is the cover it's just different yeah and then i said wait a second the hulk that is that makes me want to read that book just because of that cover
1: that cover is (laughs) incredible i was gonna say
0: yeah no pun intended but it really is it really
1: is and again it's another one of those ones that you see emulated a lot because it's so iconic
0: so yeah and it's again he's a, a perfect example of a guy whose cover work will sell books yeah people would buy his variant cover just because it's a todd McFarlane cover even to this day yeah yeah they would so he's got for me i'm like yeah he's just he's a winner
1: you're right it's funny i think if we hadn't had that conversation about what cover I don't know if I would have, because I, I think it's partly me scratching my head, kind of going, yep. Every time I think like, oh, but he did that, and I think, no, that was Greg Capello. Because <laughs> <laughs> Greg Capello did so much of his spawn, and I can't remember which of them drew that corn album at this point. I think it was actually Greg Capello.
0: I'm not sure. But yeah, I remember, I remember McFarlane became more than just, like his art became, you just saw it in culture. Yeah. And I don't know if we sometimes realize how much it went into more than just our comic book niche. It was in music videos. It was now designing uh, sports toys and all this other stuff, you know. And it was, it definitely was a a, like an artist of a time, in a way. You you felt his art places. It's weird. Yeah. That's a good choice. Really good choice. Okay, um, question time. What is your favorite single issue cover?
1: Of all time?
0: Yeah. (laughs) What's one for you where it's just like, that's it? For a single issue. Because sometimes you get collected edition covers of stuff that that artist didn't do anything for. (laughs)
1: Right. <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's okay. Let's come back to it.
1: That's quite hard. The thing is, like, I would probably judge that based on what's on my phone at any given time, but that changes every so
0: often. Yeah.
1: And I don't even know what it is, but my current wallpaper on my phone, yeah, is oh, I've got a reminder come on. It is this. It's a cover of Tarn from. Transformers.
0: Okay. Okay, now um, I see. It. And he's, he's a character with a Decepticon. I can't remember what issue it is. He's a character
1: with a Decepticon symbol, faceplate, mask, and it's scratched and, and it's raining and it just looks so cool.
0: I wish That's I, a great... I'm looking at these lists, Dave, and this is the first time I feel nervous about my next pick. Why? Because I feel like I'm going to leave something out that I, it's like you can't leave that out. <laughs> and I and I and that's how I feel so far. This is good. This is really good. There's going to be some blasphemy. I'm going to commit blasphemy. Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: I've written. I've written three or four names down since we started talking.
0: Yeah. What I'm. I i do not even think my. The two that I picked. If they weren't on the list with what I'm going to leave out, people would be like, "Well, yeah." That, you know what? I, that's how I good. I think the pick the next list is. Go ahead. Okay. Please pick them.
1: Did you have an answer for your question?
0: Yeah, I think I think um, Thor. No, sorry. Thor, Beta Ray Bill. That first appearance, three thirty-seven. Yeah. I love that yeah. cover. It means that's a great cover. The more time goes on, and I feel like I I would want to do like a whole episodes episodes about it. But I feel like when it's all said and done, and I'm an old man. My favorite comic book series might be Walt Simons and Thor. When like wow. at the end of it all. I wow. just keep going more and more back to it of like things that I, I love about comics. I think of that book oftentimes. Yeah. Big splash pages. The word the word um just the way the words are part of the art. Yeah. You know, I know they recolored it so I don't even get to see the original colors, but I feel the power in just the omnibus when you read it in its totality. The yeah, you you know, you're in the Marvel Universe, but at the same time, you completely forget you are. It's just great, it's silly,
1: as well as it's a really experimental run, yeah, as well, like really, really experimental. And I think if, if someone was on it. This long today, I suppose the closest we've got is Jason Aaron, and I don't know. I've not read his entire run yet.
0: It's pretty good,
1: but I'm, I'm really keen to read it. But even then, I'm sure there's a lot of references back to the Simonson run. So, like Simonson obviously didn't want to redo all that stuff again, so he just added a lot of new elements. You think like how much came out of that just from him playing about? But there also there are some there are some amazing covers. I'm actually I really like the recoloring. I don't care what anyone says and he really likes it so that kind of i feel justified um,
0: yeah if he likes it then i'm i'm okay with it too
1: yeah it's like it does look fantastic
0: yeah um so I, I love that cover but i feel like the reaction i the reaction i get or not the reaction i get but the feelings i get whenever i see silver surfer number 4 with him as Thor, store? yeah. Uh-huh. Just, uh huh. I just—it's just perfect. Have you seen the Ch- Joe Jesco version of that? No, maybe I have.
1: It's—it's it's really, I, yeah.
0: I just—I don't know that which I prefer. Yeah. It's that good? Just the positioning, the, dy- the how dynamic it all is—the Rainbow Bridge. It's just, yeah, that's Marvel Comics for you. Everything. Yeah. You know. It's just great. Yeah, I love that cover. I think it's my that's favorite. A, that's a good shout. You're number three. Please pick somebody that's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll probably end up with. We might cross over with one. Okay. Um, but this one I don't think we will. So James Jean, um, who's the? No idea who that is. <laughs> He's the
1: cover artist for about eighty issues of Fables, the uh, Bill Willingham Vertigo series. yeah, yeah. yeah. They are. Yeah, he's he's a perfect cover choice for that. it's, yeah. it's got this very fairy tale, whimsical
0: yeah.
1: Ele- yeah, style yeah. to it. Shame that um, I
0: don't know the artist's name.
1: He's it's funny because like he doesn't do a lot of comics anymore. I don't think, but he I still see his artwork. I think recently he he etched his artwork into a what looked like a metal skateboard mm. skate deck. Um, and even when he's just done that, you can see it's his style. It's it's a very <sighs> defined style and it's just there's so much to look at and it flows all yeah. over the place and it brings your eyes all over the place and then the thing is that so he did that Um he also did the covers for Umbrella Academy oh. so it's got that kind of gothic
0: yeah, element
1: yeah. to it so it's much darker but you still recognise it's James Jean, but it's, it's darker and then he did oddly he did one of the, the covers of his that really sticks in my head is from a really really obscure Marvel book from the early two thousands, called Machine Teen, which was terrible. Um, <laughs> but the first issue, it was basically like it, They went through this phase of going, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna kind of like modernize a lot of our more obscure characters. <clears throat> I think it was through something called Marvel. Was that Marvel Next when well, they did Irania and they did a new Scorpion and all this kind of stuff? They did Machine Teen, who was a teenager who was basically Machine Man. But with a slightly different origin, it was weird. Didn't work. But James Dean did the first cover, and it's just such a cool. So he's got that technical side to it. So it's his the kid's head is kind of, you know, the, the mechanics of it are opening up on one side of his head. Um, and it's just a really cool image. But it's still got that it's clean but whimsical style. But he's got that technical element. It's so like, right. And I've seen a lot of his magazine illustration work as well. So I was just looking into his stuff i, I think he's one of those people that if I could have something on the wall I would have I'd happily have something by him um yeah it, I mean, you look at those first 80 covers of fables and and also the trades as well he did the covers of, of the I don't know how many trades'd be about eight they' they'' beautiful artwork um yeah. they're stunning
0: it's good pick. Cause I think of those fables covers, and it, it's it's a good example of the cover artist being different from the storyteller inside, but the cover perfectly gets you ready.
1: Yeah, it feels like a, a children's storybook in a way, doesn't it? Yes, yes.
0: No? It's it's a perfect cover artist choice. Yeah, very good. Can I send a shout out? I'm gonna send a shout out on the show to to someone who I'm not gonna put on the list just out of out of, uh, what's the word? I guess seniority. But I got to say Mike Del Mundo. Okay. Is an inc- I haven't seen one cover from him that isn't eye-popping. Right. And I, I want to just give him his flowers. Because these his stuff is just putting something on the wall. It's like movie posters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, his stuff is
0: incredible. Yeah, I love his stuff. So shout out to my... And you know, he's a guy who, when I, I... His stuff is so pretty that I try to read his the stories, like the Avenger stuff that he did, and I couldn't follow it. I can't follow his storytelling as well.
1: I think I've only seen his interiors on Weird World.
0: Yeah. But I think that's the right book for it. Yeah. Because he yeah. He, he seems to do everything with that sort of style. And it's, I think it's it's more for a certain type of story but his covers because the cover is more of like an interpretation and a, a feeling to emote he's a great cover artist local you know guy what? is he have he you is, interviewed him i've asked him to he's kind of like a little shy but he lives okay. maybe 15 minutes away really yeah so it's no yeah. way. so it's kind so of can poor. i tell you something pardon me
1: can i tell you something yeah I was. I'm actually doing these in order, in terms of getting up to my favorite. He's my number one.
0: Are you serious? Seriously. Come on. Yeah. I did. I am so sorry. <laughs> You're right. kidding. You're kidding. No, he's my number one. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, I feel like such an asshole. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah.
1: His his um, X Men Legacy covers. Are all completely different, and uh, he's thought everything out. He's thought everything out in each of those. They're, they're fantastic standalone pieces, <sighs> and it's not like he's gone like. Here's, I mean, they obviously go together because it's his art, but yeah, he, he, is, he is. my favorite cover artist right now.
0: I'm so sorry, but I'm Don't happy. Be. I'm happy that we're both putting him on the platform he deserves like not that yeah. i got a big platform but, but like he's getting that recognition because he is just so good
1: no one tops it for me it's like if you look at because like he did those electric covers um and it's there's an image within an image a lot of the time which is kind of like oh what was his name there's a guy that does a like, lot film posters i can't think of his name oh it's gonna bug me he's Oli uh, ollie moss so Oli Moss does a lot of stuff for film magazines and he, he did some really, really clever um, Star Wars posters, which are basically an, a silhouette of the head of a character. And then it's set within the head is, is one of the, the places that film is set in. Mm. Um, it's really hard to explain. As a I
0: understand. I understand what you mean. he that, um, that... did a Boba
1: Fett one and Cloud City makes that part of Boba Fett's mm. mask. But Mike D'Armundo does that every single time. And you think, like, if I did that once in my life, I'd think I was really smart and be really happy with myself. He does it in every single cover
0: he creates. Again, there's an example of, like, I'll get the Mike Del Mundo variant cover, please. Uh-huh. I'll, I don't care if it disrupts the set. <laughs> his his um hip-hop variants love them he did the I spider-man i don't know which ones he did he did amazing spider-man uh where spider-man's upside down it looks like the tribe Call quest album okay i love tribe Call quest i love the amazing spider-man i thought it was a perfect way like the way he what he chose to adapt to which album yeah because he's a hip-hop guy as well oh is he yeah so i was just like that's great it's just perfect and it i didn't realize that he had done both of them so when I was at the when at the con well, it's in the original. And, not the original. No, cuz right. he's about the my age. Oh right, right. Just maybe maybe a bit older, but when I realized that he had done both of those covers, I was like, "Damn, dude, like what what you did that too?" Like I wasn't paying attention. It was one of those moments where you realize like I'm not paying attention to what's going on. And some of his uh-huh. like prints that he was doing um he would, inter- he would incorporate like some sort of hip-hop lyric with the artwork. So there was one of like Galactus, who's the planet eater. And yeah. he grabs the planet and he says, whose world is this? And then at the bottom, I-, I-, I don't know if it was the Fantastic Four, but they're like, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, which is a Nas song. Oh. So for Galactus to say, whose oh world is this? And to know what the reference, like it was like, oh, that's perfect. It's like the example you give of the art, like the art within the art. Yeah. Yeah. And it works whether you get it or not.
1: Yeah, it does. I didn't know that. And then when you know that, it adds another level to it.
0: Yeah. And I I saw it at the table and I walked by and I I went back to it and I just looked up. I said, that's genius. And he kind of was like appreciative that I got the reference. You know, it was just like this little light nod. But yeah, Uh he's great. His stuff is great. Damn. I'm so sorry for taking that from you.
1: Oh, it's all
0: right. Is there someone you can bump up? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: it is your turn, it needs to be. It's by fine. the way. No, it's yours, I think, because I did James Jean, and you were going to do...
0: Oh, was I? Number three, yeah. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> I got to say John Byrne.
1: Funny enough, just... One of the names I wrote down that I realized I've missed is John Byrne. I didn't have him on the list. I'm thinking, like, how did I not have John Byrne
0: on the list? It's it's such like uh, duh, like aren't you original? But that's the point. Is his <laughs> stuff is so iconic, again and again and again. And then people have copied it. And you like I, I think he, George Perez, some of his iconic, Crisis on Infinite Earth covers he pulled from something that Byrne did like he he took yeah. it from uh, Phoenix
1: yes it was Dark Phoenix Saga Yeah, So right? the, the cover of of Superman holding Supergirl looks right. like Cyclops holding
0: Phoenix exactly there's a couple times where I was like oh that's something that that Byrne actually did first yeah and it doesn't take away from how good the other one was but no You you kind of like give the right person their credit in a way And the Days of Future Past, both of those covers, the Dark Phoenix Saga covers. Oh, Days of Future Past.
1: That's a good shout.
0: Right? That's another one, an original that would just be incredible to have. All those Fantastic Four covers, right? When he gets back onto, when he tries out Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, John Byrne, man. Have you got a favorite John Byrne cover? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, it would, it'd be hard to top Days of Future Past. Yeah. Just because it's so creative. It's, and it the, goes with the story. The wanted. Yeah. One. yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's so good because it, it's almost like such a metaphor for mutants forever. That they're always going to have that sort of spotlight on them. They're always going to kind of be wanted. So yeah. it's just the perfect X-Men cover.
1: It is. It's that They have this feel of it's only ever going to get worse from here. And that, that cover really sums up, if anything, it probably set the tone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of as ways. As a story
1: and as an image, it's it set the tone for the X-Men.
0: Completely. I'm sure there's one that I'm forgetting. But, I mean, I always loved when I was a young kid in the... Um, advertisements in dc comics i always saw the superman man of steel number one with just a ripped shirt open and the emblem that's not a very complicated cover but it was so bold i'm like i want that i want that one Mm -hmm. just because i know what like it's the s with the button bursting and just the little touches to it but that doesn't come close to his x-men stuff not even close
1: it's funny because he's another one of his artists as well where you go he just recognises stuff straight away. But then occasionally he'll do something and you've I mean, I'm I'm what was I reading? I've been reading G.I. Joe. Again, the old school G.I. Joe, eighties. Mm-hmm. He did some covers on that. You're going, Oh my god, is that John Byrne? That's John Byrne. Why he did it, he did some G. I. Joe covers. This is cool. It's just immediately recognizable as him. Um, he just has this way. And I know that some people think that maybe his there are some people that seem to think his stuff hasn't aged very well. And like that's the just thing, like if I could draw like that now, I'd be made
0: up. I know. Listen, the if I we saw some pages one year at a fan expo, where he says like, "Oh yeah, I'm working on X Men," and pages popped up on online, and you and he was doing like three pages a day. Uh huh. And you saw, okay, he's not a young man anymore, but god this is pretty good like, this looks good just the pencils
1: what was that for was that a new project
0: he was in, apparently in talks with Marvel I don't know if it was CB Sobalski or Axel Alonso which one it was at the time that they were saying you know to come up with a story like work on something let's see if we got something so I don't know if anything ever came of it but he had something hmm but yeah, he's uh so fast but so memorable. He and was doing so many books at that point so in books. the eighties
1: as well, wasn't he?
0: Any writing writing and inking and writing, shit, yeah. I don't know how he did.
1: It. Some of his best covers, weirdly, I think, are the, the early nineties Namor series. Um they just have that like how do you make a guy in his pants look and by pants I mean that in the English way.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And look interesting on a front cover. Oh, no. Um, he did this, and I think it was issue two. He had Namor flying on the back of the griffin, the villain, the griffin. Um,
0: and it was, oh, it was so cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was, um. Every time you see a John Byrne cover, it lets you know, like, this is going to be exciting. Like, even the Daredevil, when he's fighting Bullseye, he's walking up to him with the cast on his arm.
1: Was that the 200 cover with Bullseyes on the floor?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, he... it. it even on books that he wasn't necessarily on, there's a, sp- a, sp- a Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man 101. It's just black and white, like negative space, yes. where he's falling through the buildings. And it seems so simple. It's like, oh, this guy didn't even try. But it's like, you have no idea. I have no idea no. how hard that would be to do, and that it makes sense. Which just looks cool. He made it look cool. And it looked cool. That's yeah. And you're like, oh, look, it's of course it's a John Byrne cover.
1: Things you jump back early in that as well. In the teens of Spectacular Spider-Man, he did a. A two parter that reveals what happened to the champions, and those oh. covers are just amazing, yeah. Um, and then you go, like, Oh, who, did he draw? Oh, but there was a period of time when hmm. like he wasn't drawing the covers, you know, of, of even X Men or um, some of those champions issues, really. You're kind of like, Why? <laughs> Why? I suppose he was because he was new, but rather than let the oh, new kid on the on the covers, they would go like, "Now let's use the tried and tested." You're like,
0: "It's John Byrne." Yeah, it wasn't John Byrne yet, right? Yeah, yeah, he's one of those guys that, for I would say, a good ten, maybe more year span, he was just hitting it out the park.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd pick up a John Byrne comic for the for the cover. Yeah, for sure. I did pick up John Byrne. Uh, I did pick up comics that had John Byrne covers. Yeah, exactly. and not interiors.
0: Yeah, I would probably yeah. still do it to this day for certain books.
1: Yeah. I would consider I'd probably it. rather do that than pick up something with his writing.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> Shame it's gone that way, but there we are. <laughs> uh,
0: um, question time. Uh, what's your favorite collected edition cover?
1: Do you know what? When we were talking about doing this episode... I thought, do I have a favourite cover for a collector edition? And I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But saying that, um, was it volume two? Let me just check. I don't know. I think it's more about the colours. No, that's not my favourite. No, I don't. (laughs) I was going to say this Witchfinder cover, but actually I thought it was the Tedesco. Okay. Covers on the front, but it's magnolia. But it's—I mean, as much as I look, it's I don't know. No, I don't think it is. I think that's Ben stemberg Anyway, um, I haven't put Tedesco on on my list. <gasps> you put him on your list? No. There's uh, so many people. It's really hard to do this.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you got way more of a of a depth chart than I do because I'm just staying at the shallow end of the obvious picks.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. Which means we're either in. We're filling up the pool. We're fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright um, my number three was John Byrne
1: your what was your, have you got a favorite class
0: I don't think show? so I just think sometimes that when one comes in and it's maybe got a different cover artist that that updated something you're kind of like oh that's neat that they chose to maybe do that and he paid homage in a cool way but I, I don't really have I can't think of one
1: have you bought one based on the cover Hmm. I mean that must have happened, right? Yeah, because I know I, I have, but I can't
0: think. It. You know, actually, which was a cool. Um, I just had it in my head and it escaped me. It was oh, this was this was one that's a really cool uh, collected edition cover. It's the Superior Spider-Man Steve Ditko variant, and they was that put the one that it was
1: supposed to be the yes, right.
0: So they that was the the deluxe edition that I happened to get my hands on. And uh, it's just kind of cool that I have, uh, you know, something meant for the original cover on this where it was you know, not very available yet. So, it was, you know, one of those things. Like, oh, that's neat. I'll always yeah. remember buying that. But as far as, like, that's the best one, nah, I can't think of one
1: no I can't think of one the problem I've got is when I look at the stuff that's behind me directly a lot of it's because I got it because the packaging is nice right 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 although when I did I walked into a shop have you seen this Um, I walked into a shop I didn't buy it in the shop because it was the price to buy in store was so expensive but I got this beast
0: wow the Fantastic Four Behold Galactus that must be beautiful
1: yeah so um half of it is well no a third of it is Kirby, another third is brucema and the last is Bone. but that cover is the alex ross art from marvels mm. with with galactus Although i swear he drew him in a skirt like with no trousers on in the <laughs> <laughs> in the thing um but yeah when i saw that and it's that artwork at that size that looks like a painting that you'd have in, it is basically, I could frame this, but it's crazy. This is, I'm trying to describe it like this is from my bollocks to my chin. That's
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you no, it's an enormous book. You definitely, if you live in a one bedroom apartment, you don't have room for that book.
1: <laughs> no, It could hold the ceiling up if it started to collapse.
0: Ba- yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, your number, number
1: four. Um, I'm going to go for an obvious one this one you'll be relieved to to hear um arthur adams um who we mentioned earlier but he he predominantly does covers now and it's difficult to to give examples of current stuff because he's producing tons of covers but they tend to be variants or um he did a a run of guardians of the galaxy covers i can't remember whose run that was that might have even been bandits it was the grounded issues he definitely did the covers for those they look, they just look fantastic and I want them, but I know I'm not going <laughs> to like the story. <laughs> um, but then you look back at, I mean, I know that in terms of interiors, he he hasn't always done a huge number of interiors and that's here to talk about cover art. So it makes perfect sense to talk about that. But um, looking back on some of the stuff he's done, I mean his long shot covers were nice, but that was really early on when he was, that was his first series. I think he, he worked on in mainstream comics then you jump ahead not that much further and you've got stuff like x-men annual number 10 which is with the new mutants in their really horrifically designed costumes coming out of the page like giant size x-men number one and it's just cool and as guardian wars um you know that new mutant special edition uh wraparound cover is oh it's just incredible he is possibly the most detailed artists I can think of way more detailed than someone like Jim Lee I think it makes Jim Lee look like he's not trying
2: hmm.
1: um hmm. I know you've got people like Nick Bradshaw who obviously is massively influenced by um by Arthur Adams and I really like Bradshaw's stuff oh. I really really like
0: it yeah I can um, see the I know some people go
1: it's just he's just trying to be Arthur Adams right wouldn't you want to try and be Arthur Adams if you could
0: yeah, um, I can see it. But now. Arthur
1: Adams is Arthur Adams, so I'd go with <laughs> he would be my choice for this. Um there was a particular oh, it was weirdly one of the most simple covers that he did is one of the ones that sticks in my head the most, which is Fantastic Four 348, which is the new Fantastic Four cover with Spider Man, Ghost Rider, Hulk, and Wolverine jumping down at you as the it's the new FF to replace the, the dead FF. Um just a three parter. That was written by Walt Simonson as well. Um, and it was meant to be a cash in. It was written as a, as a very tongue in cheek cash in. The Fantastic Four are dead, so we're going to replace them with the most popular cameo characters <laughs> of right. the time. Right, right, right. Uh, so it was Grey Hulk as well at that point. Um, but what a great lineup that was! And then just having them together on the cover just looks so cool. Right. And I think he's referenced that a few times since. He's still drawn those characters together, and seeing them, seeing him draw them together is just so pleasing
0: yeah it's a it's a hard one to leave out as well it's a great pick because again he's a guy that if he did the cover you might want to buy his cover yeah it's arthur adams that's arthur adams that's his specialty when you and when he doesn't he doesn't come out for everything that's the cool thing that he was the artist i was thinking of when they want to get a cover from him you're going to be paying more than just the two-page rate because it's Arthur Adams, right?
1: exactly. (laughs) um, I mentioned it to the guys from Geekable when we were, I think there was some episode I did on, I appeared on their podcast, and I think they were talking about who I'd like to see drawing a favourite character. Mm -hmm. And I picked Arthur Adams drawing Machine Man. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him draw Machine Man. If I could have him draw anything for me it would be Machine Man because imagine how cool that would be because hmm. of his detail and the machinery he could put in it um,
0: he you probably hate you it's like you son of a bitch
1: <laughs> they actually interviewed him later and they told him about that suggestion um, he's like yeah I don't think i draw Machine Man like, <laughs> <laughs> be inspired be inspired art
0: <laughs> oh yeah good pick I'm happy I'm happy you I didn't include him on my list but I'm happy that you did and I'm I'm looking forward to your replacement for the one that I stole from you. <laughs> Are like, you feeling really guilty about I that feel stuff? horrible. Oh no. Don't it would have been so cool for you to pick it. I've been like, yes, you pick someone on my list that anyways. Uh, huh <laughs> Who am I gonna leave out? I'm gonna put Frank Miller.
1: Really? He crossed my mind.
0: That, that run of of um, Daredevil covers, it's a lot of really memorable stuff there. Yeah. You know what happened. You know what that story means, and the cover it, it encompasses it, and it makes you want to read that book. A book that would have looked unreadable before him, that he the way he drew those covers made you want to read that book. Mm-hmm. And – I always said I don't have any tattoos and I don't plan to get any tattoos, but if I ever did get a tattoo that was comic book related, it would probably be the Dark Knight silhouette. Number one, with the lightning bolt. Ah, of course. Because it just, it just it's just so powerful, it looks so... It, when I was a kid, I thought that was real. I wasn't sure if that was a movie poster or if that was a real man that posed and I just was... Yeah. It was always breathtaking to me, that picture. And then the rest of the series are just as iconic.
1: I, I must admit, if, I don't know if it's issue two or three. That is one cover I can't deal with.
0: Is that the one with him and Superman? Which one? No, was it? it's
1: the one of him where he's kind of going, I'm trying to fit in this cover desperately. but <laughs> And he's really squished in. Oh, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Someone's yeah, put yeah. Batman in a bin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> must fit I know. in the cover. Yeah man That's the thing with him. He'll draw.
1: He'll do some amazing, iconic stuff. Like like some of his Sin City stuff. That the use of black and whites and negative space and it's just. I'm looking at it going. God, I wish I could do stuff like that. Um, you know, I probably could if you practice, but he just did it. He did it. And then sometimes he'll do something, and you'll go, God, who's trying to draw like Frank Miller? Oh, that's Frank Miller.
0: Ah, uh, that's true.
1: So it's it's a weird thing with him. I think there is an element of consistency, but. You know, even even his Wolverine miniseries covers Yeah are quite basic, but I do really love those covers.
0: That's what I mean, is that they're not they don't blow you away with the detail, like I think of something magnificent like Crisis on Infinite Earth's number one, the wraparound cover. It's just incredible that George Perez did that. Yeah. Frank Miller's aren't anything close. but what you what you see them you know it's him and it makes you feel something like the Wolverine with the claw the finger it's just is there anything more Wolverine?
1: Apparently that's based on a Frank Sinatra album cover.
0: Wouldn't be surprised.
1: How random is that?
0: Yeah. For sure. And, And there's things too where it's like even if you don't like his stuff you know that it was him that did that. Like there's a touch of what he did his magic is why that makes you feel that way but the impact that the dark knight cover number one is so simple did he even take an hour on it i don't know but it's just right doesn't matter yeah
1: again it's another one that's been emulated a lot yeah parodied and emulated yeah but it, it is probably one of the most iconic comic covers in history not to oversell it,
0: <laughs> no. But it, is.
1: it if is. You consider how simple it is. Yeah. That's really impressive.
0: Yeah. No, he's got. He's a powerful, powerful artist. I and mean, when him and Klaus Jansen got a little bit more rougher, and like you said, that squishy thing, like you still had a feel. Like that's his thing now. Like he was a guy who was changing his style to match his story or his emotion.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, w- I really want to look at the original covers of his Sin City stuff though because that was some of the st- I don't particularly like the
0: series never read it, no, never read it.
1: Um, it's weird I when I watched the film the film kind of ruined it for me because you realize all the characters are the same mm. um, got you <clears throat> trench coat gruff sounding man gritty <laughs> got a scar probably won't survive this mm, bodies in the trunk <laughs> gotta get it down the car wash set it on fire no not gonna survive god it's wet rainy
2: outside man
1: oh uh, run out of cigarettes, god damn it! She's hot, big titties. But it's, not, it's just that's every character in Cincinnati. And then they had three of them together in the same film, and you go, "Have we? Is it the same character played by a different actor now?" <laughs> Shouldn't be looking at them. I'm an old man,
0: Oh, man.
1: but I see her dancing. God, is it hot in here?
0: Why it's not? like every Stop. everybody wanted to 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 have, write their Rorschach. Eh? feels yeah. like yeah yeah I'm on...
1: several times
0: yeah I'm looking at my list now I'm thinking should have picked someone else stupid
1: no it's not stupid
0: okay what would you get tatted if you had to pick a comic book cover to have tattooed on you
1: see so I only have symbols on me yeah so I'd want something that was symbolic <laughs> um I'm probably thinking about it like in terms of that simplicity I'd probably have something that was Hellboy based or Mignola based um, and I, he's not on my list which is weird because I do I love his covers mm-hmm. I love his covers
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I've got his cover collection for Hellboy
0: that's cool uh, it was actually bought for me as a present which is
1: a great present um, it's one of those things where you don't necessarily buy it yourself yeah cool um, and it was bought for me and it's it's just fantastic to look at, but i probably take an element of something out of that mm, that's and go cool. with that. I think because it's just that I like symbols and iconography,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's why I like the um, the Dark Knight one because it's like it's just symbolic and it's not where your would you across the face, huh. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, where would you have it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right across, like Mike Tyson. he's jumping off your nose, yeah. Yeah, you need my lip. When I smile, you see the rest of it. <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: You should get the the number two or three cover where he's squished in, but just yeah, get it just as a perfect square in the middle of
0: uh, Trying to stuck fit. on this
1: guy's face. Man, just right under my off.
0: armpit. Anyone right?
1: got a spatula? Yeah, yeah. He would have a bat spatula. <laughs> Is that a bachelor?
0: <laughs> Stupid. Who's your Who's your Mike Del Mundo number one replacement?
1: It's Mike Del Mundo. So the thing I love about Mike Del Mundo <laughs> is, um, and I'm glad we haven't discussed him. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> do it one more time, um, for Mike.
1: He deserves it. frankly. He does. He does. Um, I tell you what. Who I'm going to put in there? I've actually got a list of names, um, and I'm. It's this is really difficult, but. I'm, oh, it was between Tedesco, and I'm gonna choose Jay Lee. Good pick. Um, Jay Lee's art is beautifully repulsive. Yes. It is yes, ugly and impossible not to look at, and it is awe inspiring. And how does that work? Like, how does something? Because like some some of the faces he does are really disturbing. And it's still a beautiful piece of art. (laughs) Like, how does this work? Like, it's crazy. Um, There's not many people that can kind of pull off that stuff. He's got the, he can do, a lot of his stuff is very angular. It's like tendrils. Some of the, you know, like you have a Batman cover and it's
0: like tendrils as a cape. And it's creepy. He's got a very creepy style. I don't like his work for interior art, but it's amazing for covers.
1: But it is amazing for covers.
0: Cause I yeah. my first um, introduction to him was very late. Uh, was the Batman and Superman New Fifty Two series? He had started those first couple issues.
1: I was just later about to pull that out.
0: Yeah, I, I love that book though. And I I couldn't get into the story of oh, it.
1: Oh, I really did.
0: But but every panel looked like it should be a cover. And I said the art in this is good. It's just I, it's not doing it for me for the story, but as far as the covers go for it, like it's just so striking. You, I think you nailed it perfect. It's so beautifully repulsive that you can't help but look at it.
1: Yeah, and I'd also again like to have that on my wall, but I think it would disturb my children.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> weird, but he was yeah. the right guy for the Inhumans when him and um, Paul Jenkins was it Paul Jenkins that did it was it Paul Inhumans? Jenkins, yeah, right guy for that story.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, it's funny because like, even since then, his art has, has developed... Because when you look... Um, we are talking about Namor the Submariner earlier, the John Byrne run. When Byrne stops drawing that series, Jay Lee takes over, and it's a very different style to what you see today. Very, very different. Mm-hmm. It probably would be described by some people as very 90s. Right. Um, but it's the, you can see the beginnings, almost, of what it's going to become to a degree... I think if you compared this Batman Superman cover from that run that you're talking about, I don't know if I would even think that's the same artist just because it's,
0: yeah, I know what you mean. You know what to look
1: for. It's yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's all right. Okay. But yeah, he has evolved. Yeah. Drastically.
0: It's cool. when You can tell, like, I know that art, but oh, that's what he, where he started, like seeing Greg Capullo on Quasar. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell it's him, but it's not him yet. Yeah. But you can well, see it.
1: I still prefer his Quasar art.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, no, it was good. It's just that you see, like, they got into their own, they, they adopted their own look that they're sticking to, and they never not do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, good picks. So you got Jay Lee and Mike yeah. Del Mundo.
1: Yeah. I got six, technically. Technically. <laughs> Uh, Jay Lee, Mike Delmundo, Arthur Adams, James Jean, Jim Chung, Dan Mora. But you're you've got one to go.
0: I got one to go. I don't know what like. Alex Ross.
1: I had a feeling you were going to say Alex Ross, and I'm kind of I'm glad you did, because there's a part of me going, do I put him on though? Because like those covers are. Oh. <laughs> And I
0: was kind of hoping like, hopefully you'll take Alex Ross off my hands. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple people who are all fighting right now. I don't even know if that's like my true answer because it might change tomorrow. But I had Jim Lee, George Perez, which I feel Uh it should be, Darwin Cook.
1: Oh, my God. I know I feel about Darwin Cook.
0: And Brian Boland.
1: Oh, that is such a good choice, dude. Brian Bo-
0: oh All of them were, I was going to say right now. Has he I, done a bad
1: cover, Brian Bolland?
0: Never. And the only thing is, when I see his covers, I'm like, it's just, this isn't the, the only thing that bothers me is not the cover, it's not the art in the book.
1: Yeah. Well, apart from Killing Joke, but. Yeah. But I can't he, think of anything else he's done in interiors, bro.
0: Not many, but I definitely know his cover i know when it's him i, I know yeah. how it makes i know just the way that the characters move there's like a movement to them there's a feel there's a um an expression that he brings out when he did the flash when he did his wonder woman's yeah. it's just he's done so much that you, you almost forget well. yeah he's just done so many that you you forget that did he do invisibles it's in Invisibles. Animal Man. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I, that's not even my pick. I picked Alex Ross, so that goes to show you <laughs> how much there is to say. Like, it's almost silly that I picked Todd McFarlane over Jim Lee, in a way. Is it though? No, but you—if you pick Jim Lee and you think of the X Men covers, and you think of the the Batman when he was doing the Batman covers and the Superman for all uh what was it Superman for all seasons? I forgot what it was called. Uh, Superman Superman for tomorrow. for tomorrow. Superman for tomorrow. Yeah. Just there's there's th- things that he's drawn for all these characters that just like the list goes on and on where they become like product uh like the like what Jose Luis Garcia Lopez was. Like his uh-huh. images became the company's IP and Jim Lee yeah, had, Jim Lee's that iconic Jim Lee pardon me as well.
1: is that what you're saying it puts you off choosing Jim Lee because it feels almost
0: no, like product it's, shots it's, it's just it's so obvious that had I picked him it's like well of course but that's why I didn't anyways
1: but he doesn't he doesn't excite me Jim
0: Lee not anymore that's the thing no. but Alex Ross every time I see Alex Ross I go huh. it makes me feel that way I he's was, still doing it yeah as well whether he's doing Captain America covers, or he's doing when he was on Spider Man, sometimes you're like, Man, why are these covers so pretty? Like, what's go oh, this is Alex Ross just being Alex Ross all the time. He takes your breath away.
1: Yeah. Like he's gotten I know you should get better. But I do think like in terms of him doing the more modern covers, he's he's gotten Like, in terms of the the more dynamic kind of cover style, I think one of the things that put me off Alex Ross initially was, I think I've mentioned this before, was that I don't want to see the real version. Like, when when he did Marvels and it looked like Peter Parker had made a costume out of Lycra and looked a bit shit. Like, that's why I don't want to see that. I want to see it not looking real. It's not meant to be real. It's meant to be fantastical. And yet now I think he's hit a nice balance of the real with the fantastical. To the point where it just, I think it's better now than it was when he was getting the most praise. Um, he's one of those artists, well, I think, that people have gotten so, I don't know, they've become Alex Ross blind, I think, because there's, he's so prolific, there's so much stuff out there. And they go, yeah, that's just Alex Ross. Like, no, there's no just Alex Ross. It's fucking Alex Ross.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Look. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're gonna have a person be on the cover of a series, and he like, this is your artist, this is your writer, but Alex Ross is doing the covers, you'd be like, okay, it should sell for that.
1: All right then.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's not. You're not gonna get a bad, in my opinion. There's some that that
1: with with Astro City. Yeah, I think he did all the covers for Astro City. I I don't know if it would have sold as well if he hadn't done the covers.
0: But again, perfect example of whether or or not it's any good. You have you've never read it,
1: no. But like I mean, I don't know if it is isn't good or not. Would it have had the same pick pickup if he wasn't in the covers?
0: It makes you want to discover that world. It's just it's it's breathtaking. Anyone just look up Alex Ross, and you're <laughs> going to see some incredible superhero art that it looks like a movie poster. It's like if you're if you wanted a a, a guy to draw the the movie poster of your life, he would make make it at least look interesting he yeah. could find a way to make it look like a worthwhile movie right
1: sure you know he did not so long ago as well it wasn't a cover actually so it's spearing off a little but I just I found out that so this is there's this crossover very early crossover it's like Marvel's first crossover in the modern age and it was Iron Man Submariner in Tales of Suspense and Tales to astonish, and it was Jack Kirby's inks I think it, or, or layouts so it wasn't full Kirby and he took them and he did a version of this fight between the two of them in panels. But Alex Ross. And I, I just need I need to get hold of that artwork. <laughs> Give me that artwork, please. It just looks incredible. But it also still you can see Kirby in it. And that's the thing, he can still do his stuff and it still look real and he still pays tribute to the, the artist that influenced him yeah I love that that's that's some skill
0: yeah he's a master at what he does for sure and if it, you know his stuff goes into art galleries and museums it's worth going to look at it like it's that beautiful yeah really is do you have any honorable mentions
1: yeah tons um, I'll keep it short <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you who's good Mike Delmundo um, yeah <laughs> I think I should, I'll mention him I'm so sorry <laughs> it's fine I'm, so I mentioned Julian Tedesco um his covers are incredible he's done a lot of um, amazing action comics covers lately they are some of the most iconic Superman images I've ever seen ever seen um if you look him up just at Tedesco's Superman you will not be disappointed you, you'll change your phone wallpaper almost mm-hmm. immediately you'll just struggle as to which one you're going to choose he also did some covers for Witchfinder for um uh, part of the Hellboy universe, and they are oh, you don't like even if you don't know who that character is, you can't deny how pretty those covers are. And um, Travis Charest, I didn't get in there just because I can't think of enough of his stuff, but I really love his art, his cover art. I haven't seen much interior stuff from him, but he was he was a consideration. Joe Maguirea, I, I love his yeah. covers still. Um, he does, he's he's known for those really dynamic pages, but his covers really popped like they really worked but he just didn't quite make it. And the last one, oh no, the last two, um, one more recent, Art Germ, Stanley Lau. Um, they are some pretty covers. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the first people I followed on Instagram. Really? Yeah. I yeah. just saw his stuff and I like, oh my God, this is like, and I don't think he was that well known at that point. Um, but, it, oh, his stuff is incredible. Um, and, Still, Senkevich, um, Senkevich, just doing his thing on a front cover, not inking someone else's stuff, not painting over somebody else. Doing his thing. He is another one of those ugly, beautiful artists. Mm-hmm. And even though I know that he did some great covers on that mid-run of Volume One of Moon Knight, it's his later stuff from New Mutants onwards. That's painted, or he's got collage work in there that's some genius there are some I know that some people think my god it's just his stuff is weird yes I know that's why I love it
0: it's so fun to think about all the wonderful artists that there are to like enjoy and dissect and uh, like re-meet like meet them again because time goes by and you're like oh now I can understand now I can appreciate this. it's fun to list all these these people Cause I'm just, yeah. in my head, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what was a good cover artist. Was like Ron Friends has some pretty great covers, but oh. he kind of gets lost in the shuffle of all these great artists. But he's got stuff that has also been copied a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, it's funny,
1: isn't it? Because there are some people that, that stick with you. It's like just now I realized that that cover that I thought was known really nice, was Ben Stenbeck, but most people won't necessarily pick him yeah. as a cover. There are lots of people that are doing amazing work like you said chris samney does
0: um yeah what about j scott campbell
1: I'm. Um, sometimes i'm not sure i don't think he's it's a style that really warms to be saying that though i really want to read his danger Girl.
0: you know it's weird right? <laughs> that's because of the covers damn With, it yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah, spider-man covers are so good like when he was on it's, Fr- am i confusing it was j scott campbell you said yeah yeah just yeah. as a cover artist. That's what he's known for. Or yeah, they are um, they are great covers. You know who I, I did enjoy the the maybe because I it was the most expensive variant cover I ever bought. I don't know why I did it, but Michael Turner. Ah, oh,
1: yeah, that's who I thought for a moment I got confused with Michael Turner. I was never really into Michael Turner. Um But I
0: don't know why. I think I just I was into him because it was Right around the time when the Superman Batman Supergirl story came out, and I read it, I'm like, man, this looks so cool! Like, I I was getting back into comics, so it was a real punch to the face of what it all looked like now. Yeah, so my first introduction to him was a very positive experience. Mm -hmm. So I always have like warm feelings about his art, and I bought a um, Civil War number four when Thor is holding the hammer and he's been resurrected. And that was the most expensive variant I had ever purchased. Because one store had it for double the price from the other store across the street. So I'm like, this must be worth something, (laughs) you know. If both of them have it at the front counter as that must get. But this place has it for 50% off. It's a steal, you know. Not realizing that they could price it whatever they wanted. Idiot. (laughs) And, and Um, And I didn't mention Walt Simonson. I love a Walt Simonson cover.
1: I didn't mention Walt Simonson. I didn't mention Ed McGuinness. I love Ed McGinnis's.
0: Yeah, good pick. Yeah. Um. So many.
1: It's... Jason Fabok, we mentioned recently, is a great mm. cover artist, and we didn't mention him. Paul Pelletier, we mentioned recently, is is a great cover artist, and we
0: didn't mention him. Evan I Ray thought that is... Dale Keown, but like. Yeah, there's a lot. David Finch. David Finch. It's a lot. Damn. I know it was tough. It was really, really tough to, but that's the fun, right? Come back to it again. Revisit, revisit.
1: We could, we could redo this again in like a year and come up with completely different answers.
0: Yeah, and leave all all those other people I mentioned, and just I'll be even more obvious, and you'll be even more like this guy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I'll just say Mike Del Mundo five times.
0: (laughs) Yes, this is the Mike Del Mundo episode. I'm happy for you, Mike. I don't know if you ever listened to this, but big shout out. Thank you, Dave. This is always a blast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been an Omniverse Comics Guide and Cave of Solitude production. Woohoo! hoo <laughs> Rate and review us, everybody. Thank you for listening.